Welcome to a brand new episode <laughs> of the Coffee Break Podcast. <laughs> Whoa. NPR. We are joined, yeah. we are joined today huh? with the great Slim. All right. Peace. The great Jama. Production. And the very great, I got him with the very. Dale. <laughs> he said it, not me. Mm-hmm. He, he asked me to ask him. Let me, let me do this again. Hit him this. with the greatest. Elmi. All right, all right. All right. All right. So I hope you guys enjoy our show today. Leave a like and subscription. <laughs> leave, leave a like and subscription. I like we're selling them newspapers. Yo, at the end of the day, <laughs> leave a like magazine. and subscription. I'm trying to get you guys numbers. <laughs> love it. I love it. We're here for that. Yo, I appreciate you coming back, man. Circling back. The man, the star, the legend. You're the you're the real legend here. Because you know, like I don't I don't make music. I just make quotes. So you know, Close you got amazing. the sound. You don't don't, sound. don't downplay yourself. Don't downplay yourself. Yeah, did you introduce yourself? That's what I'm trying to get. To. They don't need to know. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get. To. They need to know about f- you. Yo, oh, okay. What you, what you know what? Some would say you you are a fantasy. Hey, yo, I've heard that before. I'm just saying. Is that what? I don't know. I, I I wouldn't call it my fantasy, but you I just know. Say, oh, it why do you guys always have to go? Like, why do you have to become so homophobic? Like, 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 just, I'm fantasy. I'm nobody's fantasy. There's no my fantasy. It's a, it's a fantasy. Except the big them on there. You know what I mean? Tell you know, you know, if you got you gotta pull up at three a.m. You know, I'm, I'll be your fantasy. You know, you gotta tell that little one two thing. This guy actually has a track called Fantasy Girl. Yeah, he does. And it's actually fire, dog. Yeah, I do still. It's all now. Actually, it's, actually, I put it down. It's gonna be out again in like a few weeks. Re-release. Re-release. You know, with clear, clear uh, vocals. Um, better production. Remastered. Hey, let him know. Shout remastered. out to Very Big Selly. Basically remastered, yeah. Shout oh, no. out to Very Big Selly. You know, he's working hard on them track. Yo, can I ask you a question? Mm. How did you come across the, the name Fantasy? Like, what got you into that? Good question. Um, This guy hit me with Ardo. All right. We need to know. <laughs> All right. Streets need um, to know. When I was choosing, like, when I was choosing a name, um, I just, like, daydreaming a lot. That's, like, something that I just, like, always associated with myself. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I just always saw, like, yo, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm like an overthinker. I'm always in my head. So I wanted to translate that into the outside world. So I was like, yo, like, let me bring my daydream outside. I was actually just going to call myself daydream. Mm-hmm. But like, I was like, nah. So I was like, fantasy would be a, like um, a much more like beautiful way to like um, paint the pictures I had in my head. Uh-huh. That's actually so fire. Yeah. It's like, a, like, you know, bring it. It's like the core concept is just bring your dreams into reality. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, just like. Like, uh, it's just, that's just expressed, like, through, like, different emotions that you have and just, like, um, just, like, trying to, like, make a fantasy out of that. That's dope. So, it's fair to say that every one of your songs is a type of fantasy that you have. Yeah. It's, like, based off, like, living experience and just, like, like, obviously, like, as artists, we have to make sure it's, like, it's all, like, um, much more, like, uh, blown out of proportion to make more entertainment. Yeah. So, like, I do that sometimes, but still, it's just still, like, like... Just grounded in everyday experiences and trying to make them into fantasy. That's fire. That's yeah. fire. That kind of reminds me of like the weekend in a sense, you know? Like the songs like he makes are kind of like the weekend vibes. Drug related. Like vibes for like a Saturday, <laughs> Friday, Sunday. Here's the weekend. He thinks, oh, cocaine. He only talks about three things, bro. He talks about drugs, women, and just ecstasy, fam. That's what he talks about. I mean, ever since he went pop, he doesn't really do that anymore. Though, yeah, he doesn't you know? really. Yeah. It's like pop music now. It's like, oh, I love you, my baby. You know, Save it's all about that. your tears for another day. Hey. Yeah. No, but that's the majority of his songs right now. Okay. That's the majority of his songs right now. And they're like, it's like, you know, it's a good chapter, you know? It's like, he used to be about that dark shit. Like, you know, he's, mm-hmm. like, it was very like, 
depressing shit. But like he just made it sound hard as fuck. Yeah. And then that's pretty much it. It was just a vibe for like a trilogy especially. And then like, you know, he became a star boy. And now he's like, he's on a more positive track. Yeah, fuck with that. Is that like kind of like your inspiration in a sense? Yeah, yeah for sure. Weekend? Like, uh, from Toronto, you know, you just vibe with him more. Mm. Um, even at like a young age, like, you know, like the music that he was putting out, it was, it was always 20 out of 10. You know, the, you know, a trilogy run. You know, House of Balloons. It was a run, bro. You know, House of Balloons. You know, Wicked Games. Shit. I do, I know Wicked Games. You know, in high school, I used to hide that from people that I was fucking with the weekend. Yeah. Because everybody was fucking with Chief Keef and like, you know, like. That was the run. Yeah, like yeah, I, was, everybody was rocking with like. Not me. Drill, you know. Lil Durk and like, you know, so I'm like, I'm sitting listening to like House of Balloons. I'm like, guys, you guys don't even like know Ed about it. <laughs> in Did high school? I was Ed Sheeran fan, yeah. In high what school? Grade? What grade? Whenever he did, the Green album came out. The Green album. Forgot what. what was it I don't remember. It's the one before the blue one. I don't think I knew Ed Sheeran in high school. Oh, okay. I didn't know about him yet. He came on He came on my radar like after a little bit. Like when that album came out, the Division one. Yeah, I knew about yeah, that. Was like that's, that's when he really that's came the, on That's the breakout radar. album. Yeah. That's the breakout album. That's the one that put him on the Oh, radar. really? That's his breakout album? Like that's the one that made him mainstream. Like everybody knows about him. Before that, he was kind of like um, a select few people. He was still popular, mm-hmm. but like only on a select rise. few of people mm-hmm. liked him, right? Oh, like that's when he made that wedding song, right? Which like one? That, that yeah, big perfect. Song. Perfect, yeah. Um, shape of you, the one that was pardon. How old is Ed Sheeran? I don't know. He he's the type that can look thirties. He's early thirties. He can look twenty and forty. You know, you never know how much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He always yeah. looked like uh the guy from Harry Potter to me. Ron Weasley. Ron Weasley. He always reminded me of Ron <laughs> Weasley, bro. He gave me Ron Weasley vibe. Well, he's not a handsome nigga. I mean, like I, I wouldn't just, be the guy to judge. You know, like, he just yeah, so he, he made a joke saying that God gave me, God said that you need help getting laid, so give me a guitar yeah, and the right. singing ability. I mean, he's yeah. got a good face for radio. Yeah. Oh, is he on radio? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, I actually didn't know. I know nothing about his combo. He have a face for radio. <laughs> it's radio. You know? I, I've never been on Yeah, damn. But, but uh, talk about like, your collaboration with Big Sally, though, because you guys have a really good pocket. And the production ability and the way you mix and master your voice. You guys are actually getting better at the same time, which is crazy to see. You know, it's like yeah, the production, like the progression level is happening both on two different sides, you know, and that's just crazy to see. Oh, yeah, it's exactly like what you guys are doing here, you know, working with a with a team, just working like continuously. Make sure you guys are just focusing on getting better. It's the same thing with me and him. We just make, he makes uh, beats, better beats every time. And I try to make a better track. It's like, he makes a beat, I have to make a hard track. And then, like, he makes a harder beat, I have to make a harder track, and so on and so on. You guys are competing? Yeah. Going off each it's other? Like, yeah, it's like that. Interesting. Yeah, that's what makes us, honestly, like, it's like a competition between us. Take me through the mindset of when you hear a beat that you really fuck with. Like, what, what happens to, like, as electrifying. an artist? Electrifying. As an electrifying. Artist, like but, like, how do, you, how do you get, like, a track out of that, you know? Um, honestly, you just got to listen to it a few times, maybe take a drive with it. Um, go on the bus, you know. I know this nigga's not about buses, but like, you know, it's a great place to think. I don't do buses, bro. You don't do uh, buses? That's for <laughs> what about the gold bus? For... Oh, caca slipping. You've never been on the bus? Look at this posh ass nigga, bro. Like, no, I've never been on the gold bus. That's for no, the gold train class. I've been on. Go train? Go train? I don't do things below me. Damn. Whoa! Hey, oh. Okay. Okay. Do you, you own a press? a higher standard type of nigga. He came here. He came here in that foreign. That's what he's saying. He came here in that foreign. That Mazda. Is what I do. It's a foreign. It's a foreign. 
<laughs> that's fire. That that's, that's fire, though. I'm always interested because, like, I always told you guys, I, I have, don't have the ability to write music. It's just not in me. So I'm always fascinated when I see somebody who does it and who does it well, you know? I know you, I know you say stuff like that, but, like, I still stand on this. The Goosebumps edit that you did oh, man. is oh, one man. of the hardest pieces of music production I ever have in my life. Listen, I, I love production, man. And I used to do production for a long time. And I would say a long time. Like, just a small little touch. And I just stopped doing it. And that's one of the biggest regrets of my life, bro. I'm not going to lie. You can, I see, you, know, like, I yeah, see you, all you can bring it back up. Yeah, now, but I need to invest in it to get back into it, you know? Because mm-hmm. back then I was like, I was pirating software, you know? Like, I wasn't like really like investing. I was kind of just, just like, around. yeah, just messing yeah. around. And then like, I really, really fucked with it though. No, but I, my laptop couldn't continue that lifestyle. I'm not going to lie, man. I'm hey, yo. Slutting <laughs> on my laptop right now. My RAM is going to waste. I'm like, yo, I can't. I, no, I couldn't do it any further. But like, that's one of the biggest regrets. Um, inshallah, when I get myself that laptop we've been talking about, yeah, just my own personal laptop, I'm, I'm diving head to head and toe right back in. Let me hear beats. I have to, bro. I'm trying to link up with very big Selly, bro. I need to be his wow. protege. Wow. I'm just saying. That guy's like the, he's like the, the, the master right now. I mean, I'll show you everything about drums. Yeah, and he, he, he knows everything about Pro Tools, man. I was a Fruity Loops nigga. So, you know. But let's not get too sidetracked. We know what we're here for. Mm. It's the Coffee Break Podcast. Is this not the Coffee Break Podcast? Mm. This is the Coffee Break Podcast, right? So we mm. get into business. We get into real. Get with well, it. It has been a pretty, it's been a pretty weird week, you know, because like it's the holiday season. Everybody's just going into their own thing and shit. So there hasn't been much uproars, you know, like the timeline has uproars every week and shit. Yeah, yeah. But this week. I don't know if you guys saw this, but I was watching. There was a clip that's been surfacing about the gymnast Simone Biles and her her husband. I didn't even know she was married till now, actually. But they're on the Pivot podcast, right? And basically, the story goes, the video I seen, at least, the clip that I seen was, um, who who runs the Pivot again? Who the, uh, chatting Fred and uh, Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark. I think it was Ryan Clark that asked the question. He said, tell us how you guys met, right? And uh, Simone Biles' husband, he's in the NFL, right? And he was, at the time when they were interacting with each other, he was just a college student, right? So, But I guess he was like a high draft pick or like a... He plays for the Packers now. I'm not too sure what like what team he's on or whatnot, but he was like a prospect, you know, a, a decent prospect. And he, the, he said that he didn't know about Simone Biles at the time. I think it was, this was like 2019, he said. Mm-hmm. He said he didn't know about her at all. He didn't know she existed. He didn't know that the Olympics had like a up-and-coming gymnast uh, that's in, you know, like in, in female gymnastics, right? So he said it wasn't on his radar. He was in training camp. He was getting ready for the season to start. And then he was on a dating app and Simone Biles swiped on him. Is it a celebrity dating app? I don't know exactly. He didn't, he didn't, I don't think Simone Biles would be on Tinder, bro. To be honest, he never really specified what app it was, but he said that they matched on the app and then he went on her social media and he, re- he initially saw that she had a lot of followers. Yeah. Like a, a cult following almost, right? So he's like, yeah, she's got to be a good gymnast because her, yeah. her title and her bro, her bio and everything. How do you know about Simone Biles? That's what I was thinking about. That's the only part of the story that I was like, hey, you know what, bro? You might be feeling yourself a bit much <laughs> by saying this because like everybody knows Simone Biles by now, but right? There's an argument to say that he's in college. He's trying to make the NFL. He's he, grinding for he, his own goal. He did make that. He did make exactly. that point actually in the video. He said he was head down. It was training camp and he was trying to get to the NFL like you just said. Mm-hmm. And he was it, there wasn't any social media or anything like that on his on his on his radar at the time. Yeah. So he was just like completely under a rock, you know? Mm-hmm. So he matches with her he says and then he says that he got with her. He said he started to 
go on her um, social media. He started to go on her Instagram and whatnot. I started to see her photos, like her stuff and shit. And then he said he never messaged her. He said he, he let the day go by or whatever. He said, I went to take a shower or something like that. And I came back to a message from her yeah. saying, hey, what's up? How are you? He said, we hit it off right away. And then he said, she asked him out on a date. And she lived 45 minutes away from him okay. and came to see him, you know, yeah, okay. which is nice. It's a, you know, Assertive. that means she really, she, she must have really liked the guy, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. One thing led to another and they hit it off and eventually they got married. The timeline on social media went into a crazy frenzy saying how he was disrespecting his, his wife, how he was claiming that he's the catch and that he wanted to be, or he had to be courted. In a, and they just completely spun Wait, it. did he say that or no. is that what people are... I mean, in the conversation that they were, when they were talking, yeah. the, the guys from the pivot, they were like, so, you know, like you were kind of, you're the catch, you know, yeah. like they were kind and of like, oh, they're pushing yeah. that narrative. But she was sitting right next to him, mind you, right? She was sitting right next to him, smiling, chuckling, kikiing the entire time. And uh, they were making these like, just like small regards and just like, it, it seemed playful to me, yeah. you know? And, and Simone Biles didn't really say anything or anything. They weren't any upset it's people. Just joking, you know? Just joking, yeah. Just good vibes. And the story to me, was a happy ending. You know, they got together, they're married, they love each other. But people on social media have crucified this man, mm-hmm. saying how he doesn't respect his wife, how she's, so, she's in a much bigger position than him in life and how he should have respect for that and how he shouldn't parade her as like beneath him. And, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, where are you guys getting this from? Yeah. I'm like, where is all this? Like the man's freezing his wife, telling the story of how he met her. And he, he's, he didn't lie. She's mm-hmm. sitting right next to him. She would have said, nah, that's Cap, right? <laughs> But no, she was 100% okay with it. And then, you know, obviously people start, majority of it's feminists, you know, but yeah. they're, they're very upset at the fact that A, she, they feel like she was degraded on a show full of men yeah. and wasn't able to speak up for herself at that time. Yeah. I don't necessarily see it like that. I'd love to hear your guys' opinions on it, right? But another thing to add uh, after the fact was that Simone Biles starts posting on her social media all these photos of her and her husband together. And then the comments are just like mood, LOL, and shit. So she really gives no fucks about this. She's enjoying her life. Yeah. But people are mad for her. What do you guys think about that? They got to get off the internet. That's, I agree. 100,000%. It's like some things that are said in the interviews or even in real life, like sarcasm jokes, it's not translated well when it's read on text. Like, you see what I'm saying? They just post, post it on some post. Some people read that and they just read that wrong. Yeah. So let's be real. That's it. They just need to get the fuck off the internet mm-hmm. and just like mind your own business. Yeah, touch some grass, guys. Touch some fucking grass. Touch grass, bro. What the fuck? Like, what do you guys have to say? What do you think? You know what, man? Like, to your point, I think it was taken out of context. You know, like people saw something, ran with it, made a story out of it, and it's story sell, right? Mm-hmm. People just read the, the title. It's like, oh, Simone Biles is the assertive one in the relationship. It makes him. Because I feel like there is a push in today's um, society where they're trying to kind of make men like you know, the, like we talked about it, the sassy men apocalypse. Right? <laughs> like, yeah, they're okay. trying to take away the masculinity from men, right? Yeah, and masculinity for, is now a bad thing. Yeah, like toxic masculinity. masculinity. You know, just mas- I think it's there's not a difference. Toxic, not there's toxic. a difference. Just masculinity. Yeah, just the, uh, just the the aspect of being a man. Yeah, is wrong. I see, I see what you're saying. Some people. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Let's clarify. But like, I think it was people saw an opportunity to take a man's experience and laugh at him. You know, like, Mm -hmm. oh, this guy is basically the, like, the feminine one in the relationship. Mm -hmm. He's the one who wears the pants. 
Um, how dare you not know X, Y, and Z? And people just took the opportunity to sit on him, right? Yeah. And I, I just think it's so funny how people um, are so willing to throw somebody under the bus for something that's none of their business. Exactly. Like this is, you can clearly see they were on the podcast. By the mm-hmm. way, I love the Pivot podcast, but mm-hmm. they were on it together and they're, it's, they're the best. Like they clearly have a great dynamic, right? Yeah. But for them to see that, try to tear them apart and now make, try to make problems for their relationship. It's none of those people's business. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I think just people need to stay in their place. 100,000. No, but that happens when I think a lot of the times when the female is a bigger star than the male is, though. Because mm. the reason she's sitting there and smiling, I'm assuming, is because she knows she's someone by Yeah. No one can argue against her accomplishments. No mm-hmm. one can argue against the path that she's taken from who, I don't even think we can name another gymnast that's in know. pop culture. Then Simone Biles, but I think that's why she stepped aside. She allowed him, and that's on NFL podcast. Even though they've grown past an NFL podcast, in that venue for him to speak his part and it speak his piece and allow his personality to be shown. Mm -hmm. Because who knows, they may end up with a reality show or with something else if they if people start favoring both of them. Mm -hmm. But I think that's what social media wants is that she is the bigger star so let her lead the path instead of him having his own path and having his own thing to to speak on but yeah no i agree people should mind their own business but i'm all for her saying that you know this is our love story this is how we we show like i allowed him and we have our own spaces and our own thing but we're still a union yeah and to that point the dude was grinding he was getting trying to get into the nfl yeah you know how hard it is to be a professional athlete mm-hmm. it's like one in a million and the man actually was able to take it there yeah you know yeah. so for him not to not know her just means that he was so stuck in his path and his craft that he was just in it for to win it you know and it's not his fault that he doesn't know her and to that point i think it's pretty awesome that she was assertive and came 30 minutes to, or 45 minutes like 45 minute to him you know mm-hmm. I, I think that's i think that's cool i think like, it's cool too you know? there's a lot of people that are upset about the fact that she went out of her way to get with this guy and it's like, why? Just because their status is different? Mm. Like, that doesn't, that to me doesn't make any sense. And that's where I agree with both of you guys. Be, these people need to mind their own business. And I feel like today in society, bro, especially on social media, man, there's a lot of relationship police. There's a lot of relationship police. Like, yo, they're like, you're not doing it right. That's pretty much what they're saying. You're not doing it right. It's like, you don't know a thing about this relationship. You're literally just watching a clip. Yeah. You know, it's like these, these guys could, they could be the greatest, like, couple of all time yeah and you would never have any idea they're just showing you social media is the highlights of people's lives you know what i mean like you don't know the ins and outs you don't know the intricacies of their marriage you know marriage especially for some like they've been married for three years now right and they they seem very happy and together like i went i went on simone biles um instagram before this and i was looking at the photos she posted with her man they're so happy together they look so great together and mind you what i'm saying is that I don't know the full context. They're just showing me what's like the, the, the beauty of their relationship, right? They should. But for me to go ahead and make judgments or on what they should or shouldn't be doing, I think it's crazy, dog. It is, yeah. I think it's especially the sister celebrity. They're not even in your friend group, my nigga. Like, they're celebrities. Like, they don't give a fuck what you, know, you think. I blame, I blame people like Tyrese. I blame people <laughs> like Will Smith. Well, he was crying on yeah. camera. These people share too much of the bad parts of the relationship, Thank giving you. people an opinion yeah. that everybody wants to share their opinion on everybody's aspects of the relationship. Yeah. This this man was crying on, I don't know what he was crying about, 
I just I moved on from when he was. You talking about the red table talk? No, Tyrese went on live. I think someone with his wife or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah I remember yeah, that. Yeah. He went on live. Yeah, crying and, for his wife back, right? Yeah, but that's that's the wrong venue. Yeah. That's the wrong space. Yeah, Will Smith and his family sharing too much. Mm-hmm. Now people have an opinion on a happy couple saying they're not that happy. I never thought about it like that. That might be. That really might just be it. To yeah. be honest with you, because like now that I think about it, yeah, they're like. A lot of what Will Smith and Jada have been sharing is so unnecessary. So Nobody needs it's to know that. It's not Will. Let's let you be clear. Oh, but he's okay. It's, it's, he's he's he's, he's okay with it. Yeah. But clearly, it's coming from one side. But wouldn't you dead that shit if you saw like? I don't think he has any power over her. That is true. There's no, weird. Like, there's I'm weird not dynamic. taking anything away from my goal. And then like we like, why do we know that? Why like just just that on its own? Why do we know that? It's, why the hell do we know that? It's being forced What's, on us. He's real. Like keep that shit to yourself. 100%. Like, why the hell do we... Because now there's so much, like, standards and, like, there's so much, like, these relationship police. You know, they're coming on social media and, like, oh, you know what? That doesn't look like what it should be. Or you're disrespectful to your wife. There's people saying they should get divorced, Simone Biles and her <laughs> husband, just for that clip. <laughs> for sure. Literally, it's bro. Crazy. <laughs> like, I think she should consider divorcing him because he doesn't respect her. And I'm like, what? How dare they? You don't fucking know them. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. Let's try and put their past experiences in their relationship. People, they just see that. They're like, oh, I know what's going on behind the scenes. People get to me. way too passionate about celebrities, man. Way I, I don't even think passionate. it's that. You know what it is? I, don't get me wrong. I do think people are passionate about celebrities, but I think people... These people that are making these comments are mm-hmm. people who, for the most part, have no experience in relationships. They don't know how difficult it is to maintain, to keep, and love another person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And their reference, their frame of reference is all the rom-coms that they watch. Yeah, exactly. And seeing that and seeing the perfection of what is an on-screen relationship, they associate that with online personalities, assuming that, sure. yo, they are, they are, whatchamacallit, Jasmine and Aladdin, you know? Like, they are perfect. That's how it should be. But in reality, people come in, like, people have their own problems that they bring. And the whole, the whole point of relationship is trying to work together to make something great. Mm-hmm. And that working together doesn't change no matter how old you get. Like, you can, you're in a, you're dating, you're courting. Like, you're, you become, like, engaged. You become married. Like, you grow old together. At no point does a relationship ever stop growing you know what i mean yeah it's always developing like there's no perfect relationship you're always working together to make something great you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and for these people who have no frame of reference as to what like they're basically applying for a job with no experience like they're they're telling me how to make it like um, a resume without ever having any foot in the door you know what i mean yeah like i don't know bro it's like the people it's like you know what i think you know (laughs) what i compare it to you know what i compare it to i compare it to the people who bet on sports and they get mad when a player doesn't score. It's like, yo, how can you not score 23s in a game, bro? <laughs> it's so true. simple, my nigga. What the fuck? I was supposed to win $10,000 because of you. And it's like, bro, you have no skill. Yeah. Like, you can't do that. Like, what are you talking about? Skip Bayless. Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> skip, bro. it's really, they're, they're all Skip Bayless. He's well. saying, why couldn't LeBron score 50 points? Exactly. Like, <laughs> LeBron. He averaged 1.2 with two points, right? Yeah, like, my nigga, like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, shut up, bro. But... I, I also think, and, and, and I want to segue into another topic, but I also think that the way that they, Simone Biles and her husband got together is very interesting yeah. because they, the way they framed it was that Simone Biles took initiative to make this happen, yeah. you know? And that's kind of rare in today's society where the yeah. girl takes more initiative yeah. in getting to the relationship with the guy. So that got me to think, like, especially in the Muslim community, right? Because we have guidelines and we have, you know, 
um, rules, if not, you know, like to follow when we're like courting, seeking a, a marriage, right? Yeah. But there's a lot of stigmas around how that should be, you know? And when we were talking about this earlier, meher, yeah. right? Meher is a dowry that you're supposed to pay to a family if you're seeking um, marriage. Their, their marriage, you know, like a, a person in their family's marriage, right? So in that sense, there's been a whole lot of uh, 50K meher, you know, the 75K meher, a lot of those talks from people who have nothing, you know, from people who haven't accomplished anything, you know, and I'm trying to figure out like, where's the real reality in this, you know, because eventually we're going to have to pay him ahead. Yeah. Right. You know, funny, me and my sister, we agree on a lot of things, but this is something that we always argue about. Okay. Tell me about it. We always argue. Let me get, let me get, let me hear it. Because I understand the point of Mm Mahar. It is a, it's a, it's supposed to be something that you give the other family as like, this is for you, for your sustenance. It's supposed to be for you. Right. And it's supposed to be for her specifically, but of course there, there's opinions from outside telling her what it should be. Right. Mm-hmm. But like for me personally, I understand the, the idea of it. My, my, my understanding, my, what I don't understand is why it's these astronomical numbers when most brothers don't make that much. You know, mm-hmm. like to that point, like I was, I was speaking to somebody really close to me and she was like, I'm not going to accept marriage from somebody if they're not going to give me 50K. No, I've heard that too. And I unironically heard that. Not, I'm not, not even in a joke, like unironically, somebody has told me the person who marries me can be the greatest man alive. If he can't pay that 50K, I'm not marrying him. That's her cost. Yeah. And it's like, you're really going to throw away a life that you want yeah. for 50K? But to that point, I don't think a lot of, I just want to specify, I don't think there's a lot of people who are like that. Yeah. I think, I yeah, think I in think the Muslim community, Muslim community, I think the average is five. The okay, average rocks? is five yeah. up front. Yeah. Typically. Yo, I can afford that. Typically. Honda oh, Civic. Hey. <laughs> Yo, just five bucks? <laughs> this whole time I think you were in the 20s and shit, you know? Like, no, oh. typically. But you are going to get that that person who says, yo, I want X, Y, and Z, you mm-hmm. know? And I think it's so interesting that, like, it, it really, like, I, for me personally, you know, I understand the, what it is, and I, I know I'm emphasizing that, but why wouldn't we invest in something together, you know? Like, this is kind of off topic, but even when it comes to a wedding, I think putting a whole wedding, a 50K, 100K wedding, I, I see no purpose in that. Yeah. Like, I, I see no reason why a wedding should be that much, mm-hmm. you know? And I've, I've heard the other side, and they're like, this is this is my moment. Like, this is the moment I've dreamed about for, like, ever since I was uh, a little girl. Like, I want to be, I want this to be the best moment of my life, you mm-hmm. know? And I get that. Like, you were raised your whole life to be, like, to want this Disney, like, princess type of like reaction and ceremony mm-hmm. but in in real life i i in my head i cannot wrap around my head how and you guys know i'm f- frugal as hell i cannot wrap around my head frugal. how i could spend 50k you mean cheap that that too <laughs> <laughs> like i cannot imagine spending that much for one day like i, can, yeah. I can't, can't wrap it around my head how yeah. about you guys to me i i honestly think that you know i, I look at money weird because like i really don't think that i would be that hurt spending a lot on a wedding day if it's for if it's truly what the like the girl i'm marrying wants you know what yeah. i mean because i feel like just money just comes and goes so often and i agree yeah, that it's yeah. like i can't be hung up on spending loads of dollars for stuff that i'm not interested in you know especially mm-hmm. if it's my wedding day 
However, that being said, I do understand what you're saying. The logic behind it doesn't make any sense to me. But I tell myself that it's not for me. You I know? understand that, yeah. It's not necessarily, I want the marriage. I don't care for the wedding day. Mm. You know, I, I have to go to the nikah. I'm, I, that's that's how I get married, right? But like mm. a wedding party and, uh, you know, all this stuff. And I'm not thinking about that at all. No, but why don't, why don't we take that money that we we're going to spend on the wedding and put it towards investments that we can have as a family? Why no investments? I mean, that's that's <laughs> why those are, care but, about the but those are those are those are conversations you should have before you get married. I get that, I mean? but I I just think it's such an unnecessary step to have. I agree, hundred percent. And then we had this conversation on a couple episodes back, where like the lack of people's getting to know each other really before they get married, mm. and then that leading to like these pre like early early divorces, you know. Mm. And it's a lot of it has stems with these these conversations aren't being had. Do you think they should like live together and have these conversations before they get married? Not necessarily live together, but really have the hard hitting questions answered up up front, you know? Like, do you want children? You know, do you want to work? You know, like those questions, those real life questions, you need to know the answers to before you get involved with somebody through marriage. Yeah, I'm curious about as well. Yeah. It's the the larger mahers as we're speaking about. Yeah. Is that the family? Because this is is not only the girl coming up or whoever coming up with the number themselves. Is the family's input since they parents have a lot of experience and they have life lived life. Mm-hmm. Is it them valuing their daughter saying that if they're willing to pay this much and they're willing to go through this little pitfalls that we're gonna be setting up for them, mm-hmm. are they willing and are they able to take care of our child and we can let them go? Or is it them just trying to take advantage of the moment? I'm saying this guy may have a little bit of money. Let's get a little bit of money first, and then we can move forward. I think, I think it could be a combo of both. Like, but for the most part, I just I think it's a number for the like that the girl decides. I don't. I know there's probably influences from the outside. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's whatever she wants, right? Mm-hmm. And I've heard the logic before. Like, if he can afford a Tesla, he can afford to pay me seventy k. Seventy. Yeah. Like whatever. Is like, a Tesla is thirty k. No, yeah, like, the, yeah, but recently, man, I'm talking about... Uh, like, recently, I'm going to give her 30K. <laughs> you you give 30K, man? I'll talk about that you're with my wife. You're a good man. I'll talk, no, I'll talk about that with my wife, you know? Okay. What, let me ask you guys a question. I got to ask you, my bad. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at me. Like, I got to talk to my wife. I'm like, goddamn. Yeah, he's got like, it's, what it's, is, it's what, based off the woman, right? What is, uh, what is an amount that's crazy? That's crazy, dude? Yeah, what's your crazy amount? Depends on, like, uh, depends what you're my making. salary. Yeah, yeah depends yeah. what you're making. If she asks for, like... A quarter of what I'm making that year, I'm okay with it. A quarter, okay. Yeah. So what if you're making a million? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not giving her no two two hundred fifty thousand dollars wedding. Okay, that, that's or that, man. That is. Uh, not- but like, if I was making, if I had like, uh, like if I had a million dollars, inshallah, like I'm gonna. Got it. Got it. Gotta throw that <laughs> in there. I read that. Um, God willing. Um, but honestly, if if I have a million dollars, I'll give her like, like uh, maybe a hundred k. But at the end of the day, like. We're gonna still gonna have like our life together. She's gonna live a million dollar lifestyle. You're great. You're a better man than me. If you had a million dollars, you're gonna you spend a twenty thousand dollar lifestyle. No, but like, I would, I would listen. I know I'm talking like you're giving hard, it to her. Talking family. like a hard ass right now. I know this, you're this, gonna be this, a softy. No, no, no. no. Are you, oh, but like, listen, 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 listen. At the end of the day, you, this girl's gonna, gonna have him like this. <laughs> I know you. This guy's talking big. You're just a lover, bro. I, I'm willing to go to a debate table. Like I'm willing to sit down and actually have this conversation. No, but like think about like this. Like the money that you're giving is not only to her; it's to her family, right? So you're supporting her family. Well, it's supposed to be to her, right? Yeah. No, but I thought it was like to the family as well. It's not only to her. No, it depends on towards the. Is she spending it all? Supporting the family. It's up to her. It's up to her. She has. She has the right to. Give it to her family, hold it down, 
It's up to her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's how it's supposed to change it up. So That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. But I will say this, like my uncle, for example, like he, he, him and his wife have been married, mashallah, for 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. And they love each other, mashallah. And I had conversations with him about marriage and whatnot. And he told me that him and his wife got together and they were so eager to be married that they basically om- not necessarily skipped the mad process, but he gave her just a kitab. Oh, and that was it. Yeah, yeah and now she, she was like, that's all I need. I thought got she, the kitab. Allah, she's a they got, they had keeper. the nikah and they've been the together. West, uh, back home. That was here. That was in America. Really? But yeah, and they've been together so many years and they love each other mashallah and it's just like when their love is there when mm-hmm. two people really want to be with each other I don't think money's going to get in the way I really don't think money's going to get in the way you know yeah. mm-hmm. no, I, I agree with that but like you know family's going to influence you know as soon as you see the family sees you up they're going to say oh yo just ask for a little bit more but if your girl really truly really loves you and wants to be with you she's going to say fuck all that no, but she's gonna say fuck all. Like, oh, my grandma's in the hospital. He, she needs. Like, well, if your grandma's in the hospital, that's, that's a reason, you, brother. What's wrong with you, bro? The matter is gonna be used for the family. This guy it's always has to one off your statement, bro. <laughs> but what if this? Yo, I'm, I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, she's in the ground. She's in the hospital. Yeah, you have to make sure you check all the boxes, okay, then, bro. We're gonna deal with that. Like, come on, man. This is take away I've, from I've heard people say like I've gotten kittens or cats as a oh, that's like you know. I really? thought about that. I've heard this. I've heard this story. I've said on TikTok. Wow. Like, I don't know someone who personally did Give it. Your wife Hercules. What do you think of Never. the What do you think of That's the idea? Guy. What do you think of the idea of getting a pet in a new marriage first? I don't want pets before you have kids. No, I'm good. I would. Ha- I'll get. It I feel like I that would be a nice trial, you know. No, I'm good. It'd be a nice like. You got responsibility. So this cat survives, and we're gonna. The be cat good lives parents? great. We live good. And we we can be good parents. Oh, I see That's that. Why. I see that. I see that. Why not? That's, that's too much that's too much burden on a fresh new relationship it's not really a burden though it's like to take care of it it's, it depends if it's a cat it's blessed all you have to do is well, make sure it's I'm like, not gonna have no dog so past the honeymoon phase huh? past the honeymoon phase when you guys are in a comfortable place then okay let's introduce a cat give it a few months not not right, right away when we moved in together yo this here's something that yeah I'm, de- I'm just saying after. like at first before kids what do you think of that idea how long has it been though yeah, a couple months. Let's say a couple months, yeah. Couple, I would, I would give it a couple months. Nah, not, not the day after the cat. No, not within the first two months, though. I would give it like a cat is not a three, big four commitment, bro. It's not. Like, this guy hasn't lived with a cat before. <laughs> he hasn't lived with a cat The before. only person here who doesn't have a cat. Yeah. It's I, not a big commitment. I've been around cats, though. But you never had one. I, I, I had no interest. Okay. I had no interest. I, I had no interest before I got a cat. I'm not I'll say to, that. I don't know if we have PETA in Canada. I don't harm animals. Wait, you no one trust. I got you. You kick one? What? <laughs> they're just here. Nothing. They're just here. Nothing, nothing. Not, take, take, take his cats away. So in short, I mean, like, you know, I, I, that's my theory is that bringing a pet into an early marriage will help the marriage. Is it something that, like, the two spouses can focus on? Yeah, it's like, of... it's like a, a little bit of a test of responsibility because you don't want to be not ready for kids. You know uh-huh. what I mean? That's the one thing that people struggle with. They have like a shock when they have kids. Like, oh, fuck, I have to do this. It's like, yeah, you know, they're, they're kids. But do, I, again, I've never had, do kittens like cry in the middle of the night? And <sighs> yeah, they do, yeah. They wild out. They teeth the... and all that stuff happens with them as well. Oh, you wake up in the middle of the night because they're hungry. Like, no, but did they go the, through the teething phase as well? Or is nah, it, nah, nah, nah. I don't know how separate. No, no, no. They're like, they're very much animals first, but yeah. they have needs like humans, Yeah, you know? Like, like they'll wake you up by sitting on your face when they're kittens. Yeah, it's, it's kind of cute, but then it's annoying. Like yeah. After it's it's just like goddamn, bro. I don't know about you guys, but there's no couch, there's no bed, 
there's no freestanding structure made of cloth that hasn't been ripped up to death. By oh, my not, or they don't do that shit anymore. It's crazy. How they'll, they'll rip up like a couch like this? Yeah, every couch, the arms are like really ripped up. That's bad. That's we, we, we uh, actually clipped them now. I clipped them too. Okay, then yeah. That's, not, that's a <laughs> nightmare to do, Psychotic. bro. Psychotic. They're just, they're just chaotic. They're determined. Man, they're just chaotic, man. Yeah, they need an outlet. I buy them the scratching post. <laughs> they don't look at it. <laughs> the they want something better. <laughs> they don't give a fuck about it. I spent $50 on a cat condo. It was called a cat condo. <laughs> on Amazon? Yeah. I'm like, yo, this is a condo. The story's on this bitch. Never just looked at it. They just went, all right, fuck that. In it, Go straight to the couch. Wow. Moving on. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Um, so again, the news has been kind of quiet, but we always get some spice. Every time I look in the TL, there's some spice. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. I'm just gonna say it boldly though. Is Draymond Green a psychopath? <laughs> <laughs> Does he need to be checked on? Because the way there's the way this narrative about it right now is like, yo, he has a couple loose screws. What's the narrative right now? Okay, so uh, basically he got suspended indefinitely this time. Three weeks. For, around. Is it three weeks? Minimum. Officially? Yeah, minimum. Three weeks? Oh, that's a lot yeah. of basketball. Anyways, whatever. He gets suspended because he punched Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, he, he was kind of like yeah, swinging his arm. Flailing yeah, he was flailing his arm. He swung his arms and then he made contact with his face with his fist. Insane. Insane. How do you play basketball like that first? <laughs> how do you play basketball like that? Like that? <laughs> he played play basketball play kicking that? guys in the nuts. Who so played yeah. with that? <laughs> but his, his definition or what happened, his like explanation of what happened was that he got fouled, he got his arm held, yeah. and he was trying to flail his arms to sell to the ref that he got fouled. Yeah, yeah. So he was flopping. With a fist, right? Yeah. With a fist, close-handed, oh, right. swinging around, <laughs> bow right into the nigga's skull. God damn. How? That was some nerd after. Oh, now, he was on the ground for a while. He was fine eventually, right? But it, this is now coming off of the Rudy Gobert choke oh. and uh, the bonus stomp from last year in the playoffs. God. That, I don't have... Like, the way he did it was too much, mm -hmm. but the man held his leg, though. I agree. As he was running. I agree. It, it wasn't... He reacted to that. That's where I held... That's where I hold him yeah. accountable, you know? Like, you can't react that way. You can't it do it all the way yeah, up. But, it did happen. There is faults yeah. from Sabonis, but... You can't react that way, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Warriors have now put him in counseling <laughs> to get help mentally. They had to. What do you guys, like, okay, first off, I, before I give my opinion, I want to hear what you guys have to think about this. Like, what do you think about Draymond Green right now? Is he a psychopath to you guys? Can I, can I just have, like, one, like one answer? Uh, yeah. What's he averaging right now? He's, having a, good, like... he's having a good year, too. Really? Yeah, he's, he's like, their second best three-point shooter. Really? I don't know. Better than Clay? Yeah. <laughs> He's averaging like 45 percent I never would have thought that my entire life. His percentages have gotten better. And his play has... I, I wouldn't say his play has gotten much better, but he's he's having an improved season. For wow. That's fine. Wow. I, don't, I don't like the narrative going around with Draymond. Because I'm a Draymond fan. Like, I, I watch his podcast. I, I love seeing him on NBA TNT. Oh, you're a fan of him. Uh, <laughs> first of all, first of all. <laughs> I am not an aggressive nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you pedigree me. Didn't you pedigree me? <laughs> That was, that, was 11, that was 11 years ago. Yo, our fight was 11 years ago? We just gave fought 11 years we're ago. Grown, we're grown now. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. Are you guys dapping up on the anniversary? Wow, Manny Pacquiao <laughs> and Floyd are friends today. So funny. what? <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that one episode. One of these days, we got to give like your POV, my yeah, POV. One, one we got to get but, Karsh over here. Yo, no. Nah. <laughs> 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 oh, Back to what I was saying. Yo. I don't like the narrative going on around Draymond Green right now. Like, um, 
the idea that there's something wrong with him mentally, like the the whole thing about yo he needs help. He's an amazing individual. Like if you see him off the court, mm-hmm. he is uh, like an awesome person. Yeah. Like if like if I know you guys seen interviews of him or P- him on his podcast or him in other social spaces, right? Yeah. Like he's not that person. But when you're in the NBA, I think there are times where you have to develop a character. Like Kobe Bryant, he had a mamba mentality. He had like this black mamba, you know, like LeBron James in in like remember in Miami when he. Evil Brown. Yeah, like there were like there's there's things you have to Dylan embody Brooks. in order to be successful as a basketball player. Dylan Brooks, he's a character. You know what I mean? Yeah, for Dylan Brooks, yeah. he stands in front of like the whole crowd at the beginning of every game and just stares at them like this. It's the opposing team he's staring. At. The, yeah, staring like at their bench. He just stares at yeah. them, and then he plays awesome. Like nobody can talk shit about Dylan Brooks because he's he plays in. well, right? Pardon? He's locked in. Yeah, he's locked in. That's what I like to think. And this this whole ideology about yo. Draymond needs help. There's something wrong with him. No, this is just a character he plays to be successful. Like, if you look, this version of Draymond has won championships. Yeah. If anything, he's aging better with his game. Like, he, uh, he's not as athletic as he used to be. No, he's still a defensive yeah, anchor for One of team. the best defenders. In the he's team. still the best two-man punch, in my opinion, with Steph Curry. Like, I think with when him and Steph are on the floor, magic happens. And that's because Draymond Green allows Steph Curry to be amazing. Yeah. You know? So for them to paint this narrative that Draymond is something's going on with him, no, it's not. He's just an he's just an aggressive player, who I'm not gonna lie, this punch thing out of place. Does he need counseling? No, just suspend the man, find him, bring him back to the NBA. I you agree. know, I feel, I feel like putting him through a whole program. Who do you think you are? Yeah. <laughs> All right, what, what's with these teams in these programs now? First it was Kyrie, you got to do eight step program. And oh, shit. that one was wild. And now ja. it's Draymond. Yeah, Ja Morant. Ja you got to do this like counseling no, 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 program. Ja, 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 I just need a nigga to tell you to don't do that, bro. No, no, no. <laughs> there, there is something. There is something wrong with Ja. Ja went to the counseling and then went on live again, bro. It clearly didn't work. There is something wrong with that nigga. But Draymond. He's a, he's a normal dude. Give him a fine. Suspend him. Yeah. Don't put a narrative on him. Now, this ruins his opportunities moving forward with a lot of, like, for example, NBA TNT. He has a contract with them, right? This could dissolve that. I think so. You know? Sorry. The reaction to it or the punch? No, like, this whole, like, Jordan narrative. Pool, uh, like, the Yusuf Nurkic thing. The, um, the, the what? Yeah, like this Bear. whole thing. I understand he's in a lot of situations. It's a lot of, it's a lot of things you just named. But like that's that's who he is as a player. Yeah. Like he's not, there's nothing wrong with him. He just, that's a character he plays in order for his team to do well. And guess what? They won a championship two years ago. Like clearly he is part of a winning formula. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No one's, I don't think they're arguing against him as a basketball, like the, the entirety of the basketball player. Yeah. There's a difference though. I I agree. What he I, I what he's shown to the world outside of the basketball court, he has a nice mind for the game, and he's personable. So he's gonna get get good contracts after he's done and while he's playing. I think he's one of the only guys right now that's an athlete and a journalist at the same time on TNT and on accredited networks. But the issue is you. There's like the guys that you named, like Kobe. I was just watching, um, what was it? Uh, Shannon Sharp's thing mm-hmm. with Gilbert Arenas and Ocho. Nightcap. Nightcap. And they were talking about, like, Gilbert brought up a funny story about how Kobe told Smush Parker, and Smush Parker apparently is coming out about it now. Like, you need to get more accolades to speak to me. 
Yeah, he was on some wild shit like that. that that's wild. That's hilarious in hindsight, but that's, that's what huh? I think that's fair game. If you're Kobe Bryant, you can say that. You're exactly. But that doesn't I don't think that was as extreme of his mentality and what he's known for mm-hmm. to do stuff that harms other people. Mm-hmm. You can't continually harm people and do that and then call it within the bounds of a character and within the bounds of who he is on the court though. If you're harming guys and kicking guys in the nuts, mm-hmm. knocking guys out, choking guys out, the choking one out, he says uh, they, the narrative, oh, he was helping his teammate. There's a lot of stuff where you're just harming people and you're becoming a nuisance and a liability to the NBA though. Mm-hmm. Like people have to, there's there's additional stuff that have to go on behind the scene. And that jaw thing started that counseling thing. I don't, I don't know what that did for him, man. I don't know how that's helping. Dog, him, I'm, I'm fine with him. them finding him and suspending him. Yeah. He deserves that. He put a nigga in a chokehold. I think he, this goes back to the Jordan Poole punch, bro. Like, they should have done this counseling thing then, to me. Because that was really something that needed, like, counseling to me. How long like, was that, he gone for that? I think they, they didn't suspend him. They just fined him. Yeah. Oh, the no, next night, the the next yeah, night yeah. was ring night. And they didn't want him to miss getting his ring. Mm. And that kind of showed precedent over Jordan Poole. And then eventually Jordan Poole had a bad season. They didn't have good chemistry on the court. He gets traded. Now they're in limbo, you know? Mm. So that punch to me ruined a lot for that team, you know? And I think that the the team as an organization didn't nip that in the butt when they should have, you know? They should have took care of that. They should have got help for him. They should have got help for Jordan Poole. They should have mended that relationship so that it didn't hurt them as a team. Because now we have multiple occurrences since then of Draymond Green doing something and now he's putting they're putting a narrative on him and calling him like a psychopath for lack of a better term right but we all know him to just be like an enforcer type you know that's just he just plays with a lot of passion you know there's players that have been like that and it's very selective who he's doing these things to you know like Rudy Gobert Yusuf Nurkic DeMontis Sabonis Steven Adams, like these are all like nice, nice guys, you know. Like they're not gonna, they're not. He's not gonna Steven do Adams it. He's the strongest you, person in the NBA, but he's not gonna he's, swing he on you ever. Nice he's just guy. such a nice guy. You he know? could kill him. He would never, ever in his life even think of it, unless he was like he's harming something. Like unless he had, he was in the position where it was life or death for Stephen Adams. Yeah, I don't think he has a part of him in his body where he looking at people like that. But like then there's guys like Ibaka, you know, like there's Kevin Garnett, you know, like you didn't see Draymond Green getting up to these guys' faces and shit when they were around. Right. So it's like it's very selective what he does. It's like an enforcer, if anything, in the NBA. Right. And I think the enforcer in the NBA, since it's now it's very much a if you foul somebody, you're going to get called. You know, like if you touch somebody, you're going to get called. Since it's that type of NBA, there's really not a lot of space for people like Draymond Green anymore. So that now become a narrative like, oh, shit, this guy's like this, this guy's like this, this guy's like this. But truly and honestly, I feel like, like you said, this is just who he is. You know, this has always been Draymond Green. He's do you just think old. he's just a physical player or do you think he's a dirty player? I, I don't think he's a dirty player. No. I think he's, I think he has a slight temper. He has a temperament to him, but I think he's just a chaotic player. If any, that's the best mm. way I could describe it. He's a chaotic player. He moves very crazy. Like he said, he was trying to get the ref's attention by flailing his arms and shit. So he's known to be very like. Aggressive. Yeah, like, aggressive and like spontaneous and like unpredictable on the mm. court. And that can sometimes lead to, like, collisions and sometimes lead to, like, issues like that. But I don't think he's a psychopath. Yeah, I, I think he's think more he calculated than that. I think he knows that, especially now that he got suspended for three weeks, you said. I think now he's going to be on, like, some different type of time. 
for lack you know, of a better like term. The NBA and I think other sports networks are running in. Like WWE, remember you were WWE fans. Damn. Remember the Attitude Era and the, the Rated R Era and things like that where they could stick the middle finger out. They can yeah. show women in different things. They can... I think that's what the NBA's progressed where the enforcer is now the motivator. Mm-hmm. Pat Beverly, well, other than that DeAndre Ayton thing, we don't see much of his antics on, on the court of recently, especially. But he's you see him talk to his teammates, motivating his teammates. Yeah. I think that's where the enforcer moved to. Is the guys that not yelling at the other opponents, but trying to get their team up and try to get their team locked in now. I think that's where his meant hopefully this is not the the counseling again. I just I completely agree. That's that's useless. Yeah, there's really no need for you that. Can't, he's a thirty five year old man who you can counsel for. <laughs> you can be thirty five and need No, but you can be 35, but you're he's a millionaire and he's they're trying to it's like the ME Doka thing. They're not really trying to help him, they're trying to save face. I think it's optics, yeah. Trying to make an example. I think it's optics. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like the we did thing, something. Like, you know? Exactly. We're, oh, we're we're this is what how we're reprimanding. Yeah. It's, it takes them trying to save face for everything. I don't I don't think it just he needs to learn how to calm down. But the question I had as well, him calming down, would that affect this game though? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so because he, he like to the the Draymond Green's real specialty is how he gets Steph Curry involved, right? To me, at least, you know, because he's not he's never been a high volume scorer. He's never been anything aside from a guy who reads defenses perfectly and who can get offenses going, right? So those two things he's really good at, and I think there's not much room for his temperament because he doesn't get a lot of shot opportunities. You know what I mean? Like he's just usually playing the toughest matchup on defense and he's looking for Steph Curry and or Klay Thompson and or Jordan Poole, whatever, who's ever on the team. So in that sense, he's so valuable to that team that I don't think the narrative around him is going to cause any issues because they need him. You know what I mean? Like nobody else can do what he does. They can't fill that hole with anything. But But to me, I truly think that his days are numbered. Because of this. In the NBA or on No, the, on that team. On that team. I don't think so. Because I don't think they can afford more instances of this. Because like we're saying, it's an optics thing, right? Mm-hmm. So this narrative doesn't really exist, but it's out there. He's right? important. I think he's important too, but I don't think it's important. I don't think he's so important that they can lose games because of this. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no. You know? He, he is a vet. Not only is he like... He, like In my opinion, I think he's the leader of that team. I know Steph Curry is the best player. Yeah, I would he agree. He's vocal. definitely the heart of the he soul of that team. I think Draymond is the vocal leader. Yeah. Steph is like the game leader. You know? Yeah, he's like the... He leads by example. If you if you take him out, I don't... They could probably still win. They have to, if you have Steph on a team, fam, anything's possible. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> say, but I'm saying without Draymond Green as like as number two, I don't know if it's possible for them to win the chip. Yeah. But that's... You know, it is what it is. Hmm. They have a nice team. I, I like the young guys, though. Pajenski? Like yeah, that young the kid that just came in. Moody showing something. Yeah. What? No, What's not Moody. Um, Kaminga showing Kaminga, something. Yeah. No. Remember, you remember huh? Moody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do still. Right yeah. I do remember him. <laughs> Every time I see the guy on Golden State, his name is Moses Moody, I always think of that guy. Ah, I wonder I'm how like, he did. Damn. Fun fact, that guy taught me how to play. so random. Call me off guard. It's going to be I'm keeping that in. We're keeping that there's so in. Many, there's so many, you know, you got to share the gems. You know what I mean? This is how the game goes. But, but, but on that note, mm-hmm. we're almost at the end of the year. Do any of you guys have any New Year's resolution? 
I told this guy my New Year's resolution. He laughed at me. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> make it to the next New Year's. No, I didn't laugh at you. you said yeah, I just said that's the baseline. Like, <laughs> like, you know, that's all baseline. Yeah, tell the viewers, what is your... I, I, I told him, I want to make it to the next New Year's. Just, that's it. That's and all I want. What was your response? I just said that's basic. <laughs> I said, well, that's it? I, I said, mean, like, yeah, yo, bro, like, like, you know, reach your hand out. You know? I mean, my hand's reaching reach out, but, out. But come on, man. I, I got to be grateful for life. Man. I, I, I'm happy that you're grateful. Thank you. Appreciate that. What's your New Year's resolution? My I New Year's know. resolution? You're, right. you're an artist, bro. I you got to have yo, five bars. What is your New Year's resolution? Yeah. Uh, my New Year's resolution, I never really thought about it in a long time. Uh, Get into that. Think about it right now. Like, where do you want to be a year from now in terms of your, your artistry? Uh, think about strictly on my artistry? Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, just um, for my learning, rolling loud. Rolling loud. A year from now? A year yeah. from now. I don't know if that's possible. Yo, you got to dream big, fam. Yo, dream big. Dream big, dream bro. Big. <laughs> okay, let's be realistic. got to dream big. Let's be realistic. Let's be realistic. Let's be realistic. Come on, man. <laughs> Listen, Have you heard this guy's music? I'll be big, no, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm uh, your biggest supporter. I don't supporter. think you heard. I don't think you heard music. But like, you know, I'm just going to like, I'm going to try that, you know? Man's want to go to Rolling Loud still. You want to go to Rolling Loud? Or you want to perform? No, perform, perform. Okay, okay. I know Rolling Loud, I know Rolling Loud, they love to invest in the community that they're in, right? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. when we went, there were so many people I never heard about. Yeah. And I left. Toronto I went to, artists, I went to the other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just left them. I'm, like, I'm not trying to. You're not writing for your own? You're not writing for your own? I'm not trying to. You don't want to hear Smiley? That was the worst. Don't put names on Don't put names on And you know, to his point, I'll give him one thing that he did right. He sounds exactly like he sounds in his music and real life. I fuck with Smiley. You All do? right. I do, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't talk about this. Movie. Why? What's wrong with Smiley? <laughs> Smiley has some bangers. He has some bangers. Bangers. He has some bangers. What's, he has what, support Toronto. What, give what me a course. I got, listen, I can't. I never listen to him at all. Whether, whether, I, I listen, whether, I, I don't really check for Smiley, but when his music's playing, I'm like, yeah. Give me exactly. one, yeah. give me one memorable Smiley line. I what? didn't say I would listen track, to his music. I'm, I'm just saying engaging. the track he had with Drake was not that bad. Give me a lyric. A lyric? Yeah, you like his music, right? I don't. I said that. Okay, listen. When you listen to music, you just vibe to it. Fam. Vibe. You don't have to listen to lyrics. It's just at the end of it, you just have to listen to it and just vibe. <laughs> <laughs> when he says Gucci and Prada, don't go together. You know, you just gotta okay, hit that. Yeah. <laughs> just gotta hit that. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? Layers to that. Oh, you got the kids though. No, but he's not my cup of tea. He's mm. not my cup of tea. Shout out to Smiley Man. I hope. All the best for you, brother. All right. So you stay alive. Stay alive, bro. You make it to the next sunrise. Rolling loud. By the way, they're not going to be here next year. Are you doing rolling loud here? You just want him to not have whatever you're saying. Like, what are you saying? Thank you, guys. They're not here. They're not here. They're not here next year? Yeah, they're not here. They didn't come this year, right? They didn't come this year. So you're going to rolling loud LA, Miami, whatever. 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 Now, but real talks, you know? 2024, rolling loud. I'm going to be there. Inshallah. Yo, can we be in your next music video, bro? Like, I've been asking you for so many months now. Like, you made me shoot a fake video in the summer. Like, <laughs> hey, yo! <laughs> like, come on, man. I was so out excited, bro. Like, listen, listen, there's like some, you know, callbacks. There's like some production. Callbacks, right? We had to, like, when we, is the CV? We had to do recasting of some podcast? issues, you know? But there's a lot of. When uh, is the copyback podcast? You're the only person. We had to recast, okay? There's a new schedule. The people have been notified. My clue. What did you do with my scenes? Huh? What did you do with the scenes I shot? I have them. I have all the scenes. What about my scenes? You have scenes? Me and him had some scenes yeah. together. <laughs> oh, you two. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have those. I still have those. We had some crazy I have yours shots. too. <laughs> <laughs> he was there. Who's up you? 
You did. This what happened. Anyways, <laughs> he took anyways. Oh, okay, fine. Rolling loud. What's your what's yours? I don't have you know, no new year's resolution. Why is that? That's cap. You have a new what's what's a goal though? Give I was about goal. To, thank you. What's your goal you have? No, it's saving to now. I started a new job, so that's that's the one thing I'm focusing on is just getting it to a certain amount. Get the bag, yeah. yeah. Fuck with that. It's not it's not rolling loud, but. You know? Hey, yo, relax. <laughs> Getting the bag regardless. Yeah, man. I ch- 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 that's, that's a new plug. You know? Yeah, you're going to get that. Don't give me. your pitch. Actually, yo, give your pitch right now. I'll, I'll, I'll make this clip. I'll make this These niggas love putting me on the spot. I'll make this I'll make this I'll make this I actually really, really enjoy your music. So, like, wholeheartedly, I want people to know. Thank you. I like, tell them. Tell I appreciate them. that. About what? Um, about your music. Give a pitch right now to Rolling Loud. Yeah. If you guys want to have the greatest show Rah. you ever had in your entire life, okay, mm-hmm. that's gonna be better than every show that's ever been on earth. What? Gotta hire fantasy. Mm-hmm. Facts. Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Facts. And that's all I got. Okay. The bag can't be say. small. The bag can't be small. I'll take two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's the platform, I like. It's the platform. I have to. <laughs> it's the platform. Engage. I'll take a McDouble. That's payment. <laughs> I'll do it for a McDouble. <laughs> This Damn. thing is the same thing. Even when you were young, as long as you give this thing a big double, he's good. Big double coming, like it's a great meal. A A tier meal. No, big doubles are they're getting too expensive. Yeah, they are. Oh, yo, we're we're boycotting that. We don't do that anymore. We don't do that. We shit. don't do that. I've been to McDonald's. Actually, I've been to McDouble in a while. Huh? Boycott McDonald's. McDonald's? Yeah, yeah, big boycott season. They support oh, McDonald's in general. McDonald's, McDonald's Starbucks. Oh, okay, I thought you're there's someone. I haven't had that in four three months. The last time I had it was, was with you. You cut ties with them? And you uh, cut ties with them? Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Two ties. Two ties. <laughs> All right. Get them out of your life, bro. You I don't need them. Fuck. But yo, my goal, my goal. Inshallah, I want Coffee Big Podcast to be the Toronto. I want it to be the biggest thing in Toronto. Okay. I want to, the Coffee Big Podcast to be a stop. Like, you know, I, I'm very inspired by Kai Sinat. You know, the way where, you know how right now when, when celebrities are on a run, they go to Jimmy Kimmel, they go to Jimmy Fallon, they go to these other, the yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Go to, they go to these major audiences because they want to be like, yo, um, something new is coming out. He's, mm-hmm. part, he's part of like the press tour. Right now, Kai has made a name for himself and people go on his, like, on his stream in mm-hmm. order to be like, yo, they're promoting something, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. Gillian Wallow, like exactly. that, that group of people. Nicki Minaj came out, like, I think last week, the week before. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And she you know? hasn't, I don't think she's been on Gillian Wallow, but she went to him. Yeah, she went to him. Because- she knows. But he, there was 400,000 or 300,000 people watching at you're once. Huh? You one of them? No, no, no I, I don't want to do that. I support him. I'm a, I'm a YouTube supporter. I'm not a Twitch supporter. Mm. She yeah. literally, she joined his world. Like, I seen, I don't watch too much, but I seen that offset dancing moment where the guys yeah. came in the yeah. room. Yeah. She had that same thing where the people came in the that's room. Yeah, the little dance too, moment. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. That, that's that, wholesome that was, as fuck, yeah. man. I really fuck with shit. Yeah, right he there. didn't. He didn't move into her world. She moved into a bit yeah. of his. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's what I want. That. That's what I want Coffee Big Podcast to be. Inshallah, man. I don't know if we're going to accomplish that next year. You will. I know, inshallah, will. down the pipeline, we are going to be a household name. For sure. For sure. For sure. And I, next year, the purpose, my, my whole reason, I don't even care about my real job. <laughs> like, I, don't care about, I, I love that. Tell me, yo, bro. See what you chat. See comes with it. See next what you year, I'm putting 110% into this podcast. Eee. 110? 125. Eee. Okay. Eee. Oh. Right, fam, I'm telling you right now, I don't think we're going to make it. We're going to fucking it. make it. Bra- you feel me? 
I appreciate that. <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's what's up. <laughs> well, I should actually go. That's what's up, man. I, I, I genuinely and wholeheartedly feel the same way. This is going to be... Like, it should be a staple in Toronto. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like that's, like you said, right of passage when you're doing something with I something going that. on. Yes, yeah. Come right here. Talk to us. We'll get into the nitty gritty. With coffee? With coffee. With if, coffee. Yo, eventually. Eventually. Eventually, now, eventually, I want a collaboration with coffee. Eventually, shop. when I come, there'll be coffee, right? 100%. Eventually. <laughs> eventually. <laughs> Didn't you make fun of me at the beginning of the eventually. show for a lot of coffee? Eventually. <laughs> I'm saying eventually. You got Inshallah. the coffee colored on and shit. It's all good, man. I appreciate you. It's such a fashion. Yeah, man. I find I always wear coffee. I always wear coffee. You do. Coffee. You're very conscious I about it. I always wear coffee. You do. I don't even know if you guys noticed that. But I'm, I'm watching you. You got the drip, bro. You, you got the drip, man. You got the drip. Yeah, inshallah, that's my goal, man. I want 2024 to be painted in CBP. P. Mm-hmm. Sounds wrong. <laughs> Just sounds wrong. Yo, you ruined my clip. Shalom. <laughs> All right, redo it, redo it. I'm not redoing it. I'm not redoing it. That's payback a lot for the ruin. A lie? That's it for me, fam. Yeah. All right. Another episode of the Coffee Break Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Slim. These are my brothers. Yama. Dale. And this is our guest, the man of the hour. Guess. Go listen to his music. Shout him out. Yo, can they catch you on Spotify, Apple Music, all that? Hmm? They can catch you on Spotify, they Apple Music. They can catch music. me on Spotify, Apple Music. Title. I look a bit on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Feel, you know, open your ears. <laughs> tell it like you mean it, bro. I'm just trying to tell you guys. The boy what fantasy in the building, man. Thanks again for stopping by the coffee break podcast we appreciate you thank you for having me thank you always always a pleasure see y'all next time and happy new year